What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Inside the Birds is back. What's going on, everyone? It is Adam Kaplan and Jeff Mosher here with Inside the Birds. And Adam, it's felt like quite a while, but we finally have a game to break down. Eagles up in North Jersey on Sunday to face the Giants, a 1 o'clock game. It's been kind of an interesting week for the Eagles. We know they've had to do things differently because of the intensive uh, COVID protocols that they've been in. So we'll see if that kind of has any impact on the team. They're not the first team or, and they won't be the last this year to have had to adjust their schedules. And I saw the Ravens on, I think Thursday had to announce similar protocols, right? I think they had, they had a, a player, player. test positive right. as well. Right. Yeah. But the Eagles had all their practice in, they got it all in as you outlined for us uh, on Wednesday's show, they would just have Zoom meetings. They, they would not be able to have their team meetings, their, their position meetings at NovaCare, so they'd have to do them by Zoom. Okay, so you, you, you're just you're doing it visually instead of right face-to-face. It's not a big deal. And it's not like they didn't do, have Zoom meetings in the, in, in the spring, which we talked right. about a lot. So it's, it's nothing new. It's, it's, it's shocking. It, it's, I don't say shocking. It's when you see, because the Eagles have had a lot of luck, where um, – my lot was on the cover list two weeks of training camp. That did right. set him back, by the way, from a practice standpoint. Yeah, him, um, Lane Johnson, and Gary were all on it at the same time. Okay. And they came off you know, rather, rather quickly. Doug Peterson, mm-hmm. we know, had it. So, But now they've got a coaching assistant uh, that's, you know, that has it. So right. uh, hopefully he'll be back real soon. But off we go. Yeah. Marcus Epps, also a player who's been on there. Yes, COVID-19. right. I think that's, He's uh, still on it, actually. He's still on it. Is he? I think. No, he, didn't he play against the Cowboys? Is he still on that? That's crazy. I didn't even realize I'll look, that. I'll look. I'll double no, check. No, you might be right. Okay, we'll double check. While you double check that, yeah. um, and on the same subject, we had a very good interview, I thought, with um, with Dan Graziano from ESPN. He helped us break down Eagles-Giants, but he also talked about some of these COVID protocols uh, and how the league has tried to pull it off. Dan's very dialed in, uh, like yourself, with, with the, you know, the league, the union. And good, good conversation there. We also talked about, you know, what, some of these changes that we've seen from the roster standpoint that may be carried over when COVID's gone, you know, and we'll see if uh, – we'll see what the NFL learns from this situation that they like and may want to keep. You know, I personally think that the three-game IR they love has it. been pretty good for the league. Oh. I don't see why they would change that. Every personnel guy, that's the first thing you bring up is how much they love that. Uh, they do like the expanded practice squad. I would say – if everything's clean next year, if we have a normal off season, I just know how, and, and the good thing is the 
from a from a league standpoint, the teams are using it because they have to designate whether it's a major or minor injury at the time of they submit the transaction. So that no one's taking advantage of it. They're not just putting some guy on who doesn't have an injury. And it does, you know, there's some strategy because it's three games, not weeks. Correct. So it goes over a bye. That do, the bye week doesn't count towards the three games. Right. So there's some strategy. It, it, they love it because the worst is, remember, Jeff, before the, the change about five or six years ago, actually maybe more than that, before the old rules, like if you put him on art, he has to miss the whole season, which sucks. I know. It does. You know? It does. I mean, the guy's got a high ankle sprain. Why do you have to – you should be able to bring the guy back. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm really curious to see what stays and what mm-hmm. is just a one-year thing, mm-hmm. and hopefully just a one-year thing. We'll see what happens yep. uh, in the offseason. So check out, check out that interview uh, we encouraged with, with Dan Graziano. It's up on our Inside the Birds YouTube and podcast platforms, uh, along with Grilling the Birds with Derek Gunn and Trey Thomas. Those guys were a riot this week. If you missed it, you really got to check it out. They had a lot of interesting things to say. Uh, specifically on Press Taylor, Doug Peterson, the whole Brett Favre situation. So that was pretty good. I know, a little crazy there. And uh, again, you know, just a reminder, Adam, myself, Trey Thomas, and Greg Cosell will be back at Goose Island Brewhouse this Sunday, 10 a.m. till noon for our uh, Inside the Birds live pregame show. So look forward to seeing everybody. Come on out. Uh, watch the show on the big screen if you want. Hopefully the weather will be good. Adam, you're you're like Mr. Meteorologist. Gonna be, I never know yeah. what, what's going to happen. So what, why don't you just give me an early forecast? What yeah, so for the rain? game, okay, for the game, it's supposed to rain uh, the entire game. Starting, It's really odd. It like goes from like single-digit percentage to 41% to start the game. Uh-huh. And it looks like it's going to rain throughout the game. Wind moderate, 13 to 15 miles an hour. Uh, but it's the rain. It's not like... It's not like Wentz hasn't played. He's actually played well in the rain before. It's not like he hasn't done it. Uh, but we'll see. It's always the veracity of the rain, how, how strong it is. Uh, it's always the Giants, by the way, too. Yeah. Last year yeah. they played the Giants twice. I think it rained both games. Even the year before it rained at the Meadowlands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, how strong it is and also the speed, the velocity of it. So we'll, we'll see. As we know, forecasts can change and will change sometimes. So we'll see what there happens there. But I'm just looking forward to – a game. I know it's a rematch, but I'll tell you what. This we're going to get into it in a minute here. This Giants team is no joke. No, they're pretty good. They're formidable. I'll say this. I think competitive. You know, yeah. An NFC East game is always tough. I mean, the, the Eagles were down seventeen nothing last year in the, their game against the Giants and getting booed off the field, and that was uh, one of those December games that was a must win. And then they came back and won. You know, the Giants just. I think Eli started that game. He had a, f- a few connections with Darius Slayton and, um, you know, caught the Eagles a little bit off guard. They, they, they hit the Eagles where it hurt last year because they got them deep, right? Oh, but yeah. They couldn't, they couldn't sustain it because they were really lousy. This you know year they're funny. formidable. You know it's funny? And it's funny you say it the, that way because I'll never forget when Howie Roseman said uh-huh. at the where, – where did he say it? I don't know. Oh, um, well, there's no owner's meetings. But wherever he said it, he said he was sick and tired of seeing the ball go over the DB's heads. Well, mm-hmm. that game was a perfect example of it. Or actually, both games against Darius Slayton. Uh, there were like 10 games like that. But yeah, that game was <laughs> a perfect example. <laughs> right. But those particular, because he burned them, and that put him on the map. And then in the first game, uh, Darius Slay covered Slayton for a majority of that game, and he shut him down for the most part. Yeah, we're going to actually have um, a really uh, well-done, telestrated video on Darius Slay's impact oh, on the Eagles' defense during our Sunday pregame show 
thanks to our friends at Leverage Studios. So they did an excellent job. And we're also awesome. going to have a, a little telestrated breakdown of Jason Peters mm. as well because he really had a nice game against Dallas and did some things, uh, really good things in the run game at that left tackle position that we'll show uh, during our Sunday pregame show. Yet another watch, uh, reason to watch professional awesome. telestration. Our friends at uh, Leverage Studios do a great job. Uh, all right. So, and, and before we move on, you know, you, if you haven't caught it yet before Sunday's game, you really should go back and listen to our bi-week podcast where we took a broad uh, bird's eye view, no pun intended, of the <laughs> offense and the defense in separate podcasts. And then uh, we did a really nice Ask ITB where we picked, I think, 10 really solid questions and stuff that we, we hadn't covered yet but needed to. And so all of that is available, right? Yeah. All available yeah. on our podcast and our YouTube channel. All right, let's get into the injuries because the Eagles are getting healthier by the week. That is a great thing for them. It's a rare thing for them. So we'll, we'll start with the offense, uh, Adam. I think the, for what we know now, getting those guys back at practice seems to me a very positive sign. I'm talking about, you know, Isaac Sayamalu and Miles Sanders and Lane Johnson, baby, and, and Alshon Jeffrey uh, and some of the other guys. Let's start with, yeah, what, what, what we had said before their buy is that they were going to get a bunch of players back. We weren't sure exactly who it would be, but we had a pretty good idea. And it still has held up. Miles Sanders will play barring a setback with his knee injury. I don't know what it is. I just thought it was a minor knee injury. Uh, and he would be back after the bye. He is. And here's the big one. Alshon Jeffrey. Okay, I put the asterisk on this one. I said before <laughs> the bye, the Eagles expect him to play after the bye. Uh, he is expected to play as of as we drop this Friday morning. They expect him to play, barring a setback. Okay, let me let me just because we've had ad nauseum, Jeff. People won't stop with these questions. If Travis Fulgham is their starting X receiver. That will not change. The only thing that'll change is who's backing him up. They don't they haven't really had a defined backup for Fulgham at the X position. Jeffrey will be it for how many snaps he gets. I don't know yet. I don't know if they know yet. Typically, these are decided after they watch the Friday tape and they have their personnel meeting Saturday night and they kind of decide, they narrow it down, who's up, who's down, and how many snaps certain guys will have and the roles for everybody. Uh, so, no, he's not going to hurt Fulgham. Now, you'd said something on our other show, which I thought was very interesting because you and I really debated this. Folks, if you haven't heard it, Jeff and I were talking about um, kind of, okay, so Jeffrey's going to be the backup, but were there other ways to use it? And I said, I, I – I, I thought red zone would help them because of his history in the red zone and his length. So I, do you, don't you think that's a reasonable area to put him in in the red zone? Yeah, I mean, if I were going to play Alshon Jeffrey, I think that that is a reasonable area to play him. I, I agree. I think we're going to learn a lot in this game about what's, what we're going to see from Alshon going forward this year. If he is inactive, healthy inactive, healthy oh, scratch. wow then we know that he's not going to play. I had not if, even thought of that, Jeff. If, he, if yeah. he is active but plays zero snaps, I will be they convinced do that. that they're there, probably not going to play. There's right. no why, would you, why would you take yeah, up the spot? He's either right? inactive or he plays. Right. I don't, as of Friday morning, I don't, I don't know exactly how many. Not that they, they know yet. Nobody knows. But mm -hmm. just from a conceptual standpoint about what his role should be, give him a breather when they think Fulgham needs to come out. And then you, you could play – because as Greg Cosell has told us, they don't just play Fulgham at the, the X. Yes, he's their primary X, but they'll move him around. So they may line him up in the slot. He's lined up in the slot. He's lined up at the X position and the Z position. So that way, if you do that, you could get Jeffrey in for a little bit. And then you go 
Then and then you get obviously Goddard out there. Then you're going with three tall pass targets. So that's yet mm-hmm. another thing. And we'll get into the matchups and what we think versus eleven versus twelve. But so that's that. Uh, Lane Johnson, Jeff, his ankles is not. It's not a hundred percent. I don't know that it ever will be this season. Mm. It keeps aggravating it. Uh, he's the. By the way, they took the sprained knee off the injury report, so it's just his ankle now. Uh, he he aggravated it in the last game, and then he just. If he plays, this is my first question to you. I was actually asked this on uh, 97.3 South Jersey um, on our, 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 our 4 o'clock segment. If Johnson plays but has to leave the game, is it Mylotta or is it Jack Driscoll? Driscoll, as of through Thursday's practice, looks like he's going to be able to play. I would think it would be Mylotta because he's not, he's not nursing an injury, but I don't know that yet. What would you do? No, I probably would think that it's Mylotta because he's been the healthy guy. He's been out there playing. Driscoll's coming back from an injury. That's this week. Two or three weeks down the road, I have no idea. You know, mm-hmm. Jack Driscoll is a guy that they specifically like at right tackle. We've talked about that. And two or three weeks down the road, Mylotta might already be back at left tackle, depending on what <laughs> happens with Jason Peters. That's so right. always, with this team, you just never know. Um, either way, but I think to, to answer your question, the first guy off the bench as a swing tackle, I would think would be Jordan Mailata. I think the, the even the better question, Adam, we had, we talked about in the in the offensive review podcast is, okay, if they they have to activate Sayamalo still on by the Saturday. 53 man by Saturday, yeah, by Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, correct? Right. Brett Toth is probably going to be the. We don't know, but Brett Toth, you would think, would be the odd man out because they don't want him playing right now anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 Jeff, I mean, they have like 11 – if they activate my, my – excuse me, um, say Malo on Saturday, mm-hmm. that before they cut anyone, they would have 11 linemen. They don't need 11 linemen. No. So let's say Toth is gone. So now your backups are going to be Mylata, Driscoll. You still have Opeta on the 53, yep. correct? Or yep. was he elevated? Yeah, no, he's there. The he's still there. Yeah. All right. Pryor. Okay, so that's four. Mylata, Driscoll, Pryor, and Jeriga. Jeriga. And Jeriga, right. He's there's no way they're gonna have there. Why is he I don't know. That that's what I'm saying. It's just so oh, odd damn. to me that they're going to carry five extra and listen, I get it, they've been beat up, but you don't need five extra like, offensive like lines. Eight teams typically, unless their injuries keep either seven or eight up on the 53 and dress seven mm-hmm. for game day. I, I just don't understand. Um, I, now, no, I do know this. There was a lot of heat to get a peta from other teams last year, particularly Miami wanted them. So maybe they're scared of um, sending him back. So they're keeping him on the 53. So no one could poach him. Okay. That, that's fine. I'm sure that had something to do with it. I can't imagine anybody wants Toth. I, I just can't imagine it. You know? No. Or Jeriga. I think you can probably cut either or, or, of those right guys or or huntley here. one of the, one of the three of them has would have to go. huntley ain't going anywhere man what are you no, but what i'm saying is <laughs> from a logical standpoint one of the three of them would have to go the most right. logical would be brett toth because huntley doesn't really have a role yeah he plays maybe every game one he gets two or three carries okay but yeah um so that's that uh, and then okay. yeah nate herbig was added this week with a finger injury but he's expected to play he, I, he's going to move to right guard Samalo will be the left guard obviously that's a spot by the way Sibalo, if he's active, activated, like I was told, uh, and I've heard by multiple people, if it happens on Saturday, he, it will be the first time he's played since week two, man. God, it's been I know. Months. And this yeah. game will be just the second game all year 
that Jason Peters and Miles Sanders are going to be on the field together. Hmm. First time since week uh, three. But remember, Miles Sanders missed week one. So week two. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Was the game that they played together. That was against the Rams. And then week three, they did play together until Peter's limped off right that was the was that the Bengals if Bengals game yes yes yeah, so that's yeah yeah that's the last time Sanders and Peters have been on the field together at the same time it feels like three years ago right and then at corner actually a couple things Malik Jackson is expected to play with his quadricep strain we know he keeps mm-hmm. leaving games and you know early but um he's looked good when he's been healthy or certainly certainly um looking good to play LeBlanc is expected to play with his quadricep injury so he'll come back after missing a game and then Craig James, this is really odd. Like, he was listed earlier in the week with a hamstring injury. Well, that's – they're longer listed on the injury report. It's now a shoulder. Hmm. He practiced Wednesday, didn't Thursday, which means maybe it's a new injury. Hmm. Uh, well, it is a new injury because it wasn't listed on it. So, they do need him, Jeff. They need him on the outside because if, if he plays, then Jaquette will not be brought up. He won't be called up. So, Okay. So, we'll have to see about that. So, the, so we're answering another question here. Uh, in my opinion, on inactives, because if Isaac Salamalu becomes activated to the 53, Brett Toth logically, it could be somebody else goes, yeah. but then your inactives are going to be pretty clear. Jariga is probably going to be inactive, and probably even Opeta is going to oh, be yeah. inactive, because oh, yeah. you only need three backups, and you'll have Pryor, you'll have Driscoll, and you'll have Mylata. So that you'll have two guys right there who are inactive, probably Quez Watkins, if... Alshon Jeffrey is yep, going to be active. And, well, he'll be inactive anyway. Yeah, because yep. JJ will. I assume JJ would be up. Right. And, and Sudfeld, you know, Sudfeld is. Sudfeld will be inactive, right? And um, just trying to think. Oh, maybe even Huntley at this point. I don't know. Or, or him or Kayvon Wallace. Yeah. And that that would be it. Yeah. All right. Well, there. I think we solved everybody. Pretty easy. Yeah. There you go. I know how much everybody was wondering about who was going to be inactive going into this game. Yeah, right. Exactly. But no, we've just done them for you. So here we go. There you go. All right. Let's get into the meat and potatoes of this game first. Let's remind everybody to check out PHLSportsNation.com, enhancing the fan experience with their coverage of all four Philly pro teams like nobody else. They even get some good 
coverage of the union in there, enhancing the fan experience with their great content for the fan by the fan. That's their motto. You can also find them on Twitter at PHL Sports Nation is the handle. We'll pause real quick for a word from our great sponsors, including our friends at Sky Motor Cars. Hi, this is quarterback Carson Wentz. I'm here to tell you about my friends at Sky Motor Cars. Sky Motor Cars is the premier luxury car dealership in the greater Philadelphia area that promises to provide honest and efficient service whether you're buying, selling, or trading in your car. Go visit skymotorcars.com to learn more. When you buy or sell your next vehicle with Sky, tell them Carson sent you. Hey, it's Jeff Mosher. Adam Kaplan and I love using Anchor for our Inside the Birds podcast every week. It's so user-friendly, anyone can create their own podcast, and you should too. Just download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor gives you everything you need to start your own podcast from your phone or computer. Its creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast for a professional sound, and Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and so many other platforms. It can be heard by everyone, just like Inside the Birds. You can also make money from your pod with no minimum listenership. What are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to create your podcast today. All right, Adam, let us start off uh, our matchups as we do every week, um, except for the bye week, where we do Eagles offense against the Giants defense. The Eagles offense did not really, I'd say, fulfill their expectations the first time around against the Giants. They needed Carson Wentz to be a hero in the final five and a half minutes of the game, and they needed Evan Ingram to drop a pass that led to that. Uh, you kind of wonder, though, with the healthy guys back, like Rager back now, the bye week, Jason Peters back. Not everybody played in that game. Dallas Goddard back. I mean, they should be uh, – this should be kind of like – I feel like it should be a coming out party a little bit for them if if, if the quarterback is right, right? Yeah. I mean, this is probably their best set of, of combination of weaponry and offensive line this year because even week one – they were down to Driscoll making a, his first start at right oh, tackle, yeah, wow. right? And yeah. her big Sanders didn't start. play in week one, right? Sanders, Sanders yeah. yeah. So this has got to be their – this is – that's why I say I think we're going to learn so much about the Eagles this game. I, All right, two games ago. Listen, this is how much things have changed since, since the giant first giant game like a few weeks ago. Milano is the left tackle. Peters is back. Opeta was the left guard. St. Malo expected to be back. Kelsey, of course, her big moves – it was the right guard there. And Lane Johnson started, but Lane Johnson did not. I do not believe he finished that game. In fact, he did not. Um, so, and then Richard Rodgers was the tight end. Goddard was not back. Deshaun Jackson played in that game. He's no longer, he's not even on the roster. He's on injured reserve. Boston Scott started running back. Miles Sanders is back. I mean, it, that's unbelievable, Jeff, that just in two games. Look at all the changes. I know. It's, uh, and, 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 all right, so, I don't want to start off with running backs because I do want to get to something with Carson. That plays in your point, though, Jeff, really well. Look mm-hmm. at the facelift that their team has had in just two games ago. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six offenses. That's over half of their offense has changed since two, two games ago, but for a good reason because they're all back. That's pretty good. All right, that is good. So, again, that's why I feel like the stage is set for them to maybe have their best offensive output of the – well, I don't know if they're best. They had 
Well, it's, yeah. <laughs> Why not? I mean, it's not like they've had a whole lot of offense. Well, the rain, see if, depending on the, what, how strong the rain, if it does rain and how strong it is. That's right. Yeah, that's a little bit of a, little bit of a concern. But, yeah, I, I do agree with you. If somehow it's passable weather where you can throw it, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. I mean, and Rager now has been back. Goddard's been back. If they, now, now, I will tell you, now I know that Opeta started and Mylotta started left tackle, and, and you know, Lane Johnson didn't finish the game, and Goddard didn't play. And Goddard's very integral to the run, the, the run game and blocking as a seal yes, blocker. But you know, overall, you're right, man. If they could protect, and I know the Giants D is playing well. Their, their line, man, Leonard Williams, from what I'm told, is really playing well. He is playing well, yeah. But if you could protect – you could you could you could move the ball against this team. Uh, opposite Bradbury's where they've had problems at corner. Right. So I've noticed the Giants have the fifth best rushing defense in the league. They clearly have a nice little interior there with Leonard Williams and Dalvin Tomlinson. Yep. And um, Blake Martinez, their linebacker, is a tackling machine. So they do a good job against the run, but they do not defend the pass very well. I think they're in the bottom third of the NFL. And um, so, so obviously, you know, the Eagles will have some opportunities there to strike some big plays if the quarterback has his issues corrected. Now, I, I want to get into this, but not really deeply. I just want your opinion and, and okay. just to, to share a thought on it. Because, you know, I, I think, unfortunately, when things happen that are somewhat controversial, we become very polarized where it's either one way or the other way. So I want to get back to this, the press conference that Doug had where he was asked about the Brett Favre comments, okay? I don't think you, and I know me, we we have never been regarded as like the the shit stirrers, for lack of a better word. Hot take guys. Or histrionic guys, right? So so I say that saying that while I'm watching this press conference, when the first question was asked about the comment, Doug Peterson's response was, I respect Brett's opinion, but I'm just going to leave it, and I'll just leave it at that. I, I didn't think much of it, but I thought that was strange wording. Like, he could have said Brett's entitled to his opinion, but I, did, I, I, you know, Carson's my guy. He said, I respect Brett's opinion, and Brett's opinion was clearly inflammatory toward Carson Wentz. So, of that, it re- so I didn't, you know, freak out about it. I didn't even tweet it. I thought it was ridiculous. But, I, to right. be honest, I, I watched it live, okay, and I go, and Doug, and? Yeah. And he didn't say anything. And it's funny, I was going to call you mm-hmm. immediately, but I'm like, let's finish this press conference. Maybe it'll come up. Let's Bowen ask the follow-up. He just wanted to be, Doug to be clear. And the, he gave Doug an out. Go ahead and say, but Carson's your guy. And you believe in Carson, and you know, Nick's along here, that doesn't matter. He didn't do that. You know, it's one thing right. to say, okay, you're entitled to your opinion, but Carson's our guy, and how, how far we go is up to Carson. He's got to play better, but he's my guy. He didn't do any of that. And then Rob Body, God bless him. He, <laughs> I, he I held his hand it. and walked him to the finish line with that I know. I, I mean, personally, it's, it's funny. You know, I'm a big fan of Rob's. Me too. Me too. Um, I would not have stuck up for Doug there. I would have let him handle his own business. But, okay, you spoke up for – you know, you gave Doug another chance. Mm-hmm. Um, a third I chance, stunned. yes. I'm sorry? A third opportunity. I, exactly. I am stunned. Uh, that's that where, yeah, that's where it kind of got weird to me is that when Les Bowen asked the second time, and Les, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm pretty close here. He said, Doug, just for clarification, you don't, are, you don't, you don't agree with what Brett Favre said, right? And, and Doug, that's when Doug had the chance to go, of course, I, 
I'll say it I again. Know. Brett's Shocking. entitled to his opinion, but but he didn't. So I, so I want to address this peripherally, sure. right? Because again, you and I are not hysterical. We're not hot take guys. We're pretty down the middle. We've attended a thousand press conferences in our Too lifetimes. Many. <laughs> Too many. And we're almost conditioned to hear a question like that and a response of something like, well, he's entitled to his opinion, but this is my guy. Like that's right. why we're not – for people who are killing the Philadelphia media or saying reporters are looking to be divisive or rip the team out. No, no it's just they were great ear, to dog. Right. Oh your God. ear is trained to hear a certain yeah. response, that kind of question. And two times Doug's response – was not conventional. Now, what? why it wasn't, well, you and I don't know. Maybe he just didn't get it because sometimes Doug he does didn't. not win the press conference. Yeah, well, no. It, it, <laughs> Doug is a little bit naive sometimes. Uh, you know, some people on Twitter said some things that weren't very nice. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, look, I'll give you an example. So the ill-fated press conference after the season when Peterson was asked about Grow and Walsh, whether they're coming back, and remember, before he left, he leaves and he goes, oh, they'll be back. Well, we know how that – we know how that – Doug should have said, and he would later do this because he know he screwed up, you know, I haven't – you know, we haven't talked about coaches yet. I'll, we'll, you know, we'll update you, which within 24 hours, those coaches were no longer on the football team. Doug screwed up. I mean, he screwed up. Right. So he had a wonderful – and it's not like he didn't know that that wouldn't come up. Of course he knew that was going to come up. Now, fast forward think. to this thing. <laughs> Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Don't you think he must have known that that was coming? You know what, Adam? I don't know anymore. I really don't. And I see, I don't want to say yes or no. I don't want to. If I say no, I, I don't think he think. knew it was coming, yeah. then I'm incriminating the Eagles PR staff. And I, I don't want to do that because, because I know them and I would think that they would be. But I also don't want to make assumptions and say yes. So I'm but just going to say, being, I don't know. How the hell does he not know? I mean, he had it. Well, the point is, even if you didn't know, you had a second chance to be more definitive. Oh, right. Exactly. It and it took you a third chance. Right. right. Lo- exactly. Logically, knowing the way it is with, with the media, if I'm Doug and I ask that way, I, 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 I shut this down. Carson's my guy. Brett and I are close. You, you guys all know that, which he actually admitted. But we all knew that. And right. There's nothing, there's nothing here. There's nothing to talk about. See, I think a lot of people may not realize that, and that's why it's important to reporters to ask. I don't know if people realize how that Doug and Brett are very close. Yeah. I don't know if it like kind of connected in their heads that that's why reporters were asking because when you when you are so un, when you are so equivocal as Doug was and not really unequivocal and hammering it down, then all of a sudden it leaves open a speculation. Wait a minute, you talk to Brett all the time you know, you have a relationship with him. Has this been said before? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why Doug needed to like chop it off at the head immediately. Brett's my friend. He has, he's entitled to his opinion, but here Carson's my guy. The fact that he didn't made everybody in the world who knows that these two guys are close. Wonder like was something said behind closed doors. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was bizarre. Uh, You know, now I would say if you go back to earlier in the season, when it comes to, the quarterback is in. I know we're, we're going to talk about Wentz against the Giants secondary, and they, we'll finish off the offense in a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, Doug rarely criticizes, but he was critical of Wentz early in the season when he was really struggling, probably starting in the Rams game, Bengals game. I, I, you know, we're going back a couple months here, but I do remember for the, it's really for the first time he's been here, he was actually critical of the quarterback, and he looked frustrated. Now, I'm not saying that's what happened here, but I just think it's a little bit odd. I do think it's odd, his response. 
I would say totally out of character, but at this point, Jeff, I don't know what the hell to think. Right. That's where I agree with you. And I think, again, as reporters, you develop a sense for things. It's not just this press conference. Your bleep meter. You, yeah. You've, no, you've noticed and I've noticed, and I think we've talked about it in the press conference. I mean, in the, in the podcast recently that Doug seems a little more ticked off in the press conferences lately yes. about, about the turnovers than yes. Carson seems. 100%. Carson, Carson's yeah. words about it aren't as strong as Doug words. That's you I'm and sure. I, right. You and I have I've not, I've not been happy. You were the first one to point it out to me, and I made sure I went back and watched it. Mm-hmm. Wentz will say, yes, I have, this has to stop, but i got to be me. Or I, you know. And then right. he also said, oh, you know, we're so close. He said this maybe three or four weeks ago. We're close to where we need to be. He just – I don't want to say he doesn't get it, but I expect more from him. This is his fifth year. Yeah. I just would expect – like, I love when veteran quarterbacks put it on them. It's on me. I screwed up. Nothing else to say. I'll be better. Right. That's it. Move on. Right. Even if, you know, again, be accountable. Even if in your mind you think you can make some of these plays, you know, just say, yeah. look, I, the difference between winning and losing games right now is I'm making some pretty bad decisions. If I change that, we win. And I'm looking forward to changing that. And, okay. and that's the God's the honest truth. We've talked about this. As lousy as they've played at times, they've been in almost every single game, and you go back to those turnovers – that either took an opportunity away from them or gave it to their opponent, go back to week one, right? Perfect example. Mm-hmm. And that's really been the difference. You win the turnover battle, you, you more than likely you're going to win the game. That's, that's kind of the NFL. Yeah. Uh, real quick on Wentz, because Ron Jaworski, our friend, tweeted out a really interesting uh, statistic this week, and it was about how much time quarterbacks have had in the pocket and, and how well they've done versus not. And with Carson Wentz in particular, his tweet said that, when Carson has two and a half seconds or less to throw the ball, his completion percentage is up. It's, it was around 60-something percent, and his passer rating was pretty good. But when he has 2.6 seconds or more to throw the ball, his completion percentage is way down in the 50s. His passer rating is down. This defies logic. I ask any Actually, quarterback, I get it. I get it. You get it because you've watched it, but I'm just yeah. saying it defies logic. Usually, oh, it shouldn't be right, right, right. Shouldn't be the like more that. time you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a bad. That's... I'll tell you what. That's damning because yeah, it's a damning in one way. It means he's not processing clearly, and it goes. We've talked about this every week. He stares down pass targets. He's not processing like he used to because Carson's big deal. The reason why he became looked like he was going to be a star in 17, and in 18 he was doing a good job of it as well. Quick processor takes the information in, sees it before snap, develops it post-snap, and, and gets it to the right guy. This year, he's taking too long. He's waiting for the big play, and it's killing their offense. And, and that's why it's also because when you get to three seconds, that's too long. It's two point, it should be out by 2.7. It's, it's, um, it's a problem, and, and the hope is that because he's being shown this every week, eventually he's going to get it. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see. Uh, as as again, Giants don't have a great pass defense, so it'll be uh, you know it's incumbent upon Carson to really kind of capitalize on on the weapons that he's got now. Uh, we talked about Miles Sanders coming back. I mean, I think that adds an element to the, an explosive element to the running game that they've lacked so far. Giants are good against the run, so this will be this will be a I don't know. It's going to be a good test because with Jason Peters and Sam Alu back and Miles Sanders back, I don't care who you're facing. That's got, that's enough beef right there up front and enough explosion out of the running back position where you should run the ball. You know, you passed along 
a stat sheet that showed that the Eagles so far have ran the ball at what, like 33% for the year, which is, you know, that's pretty, even for them, that's, that's not enough, right? Yeah. It's they, they, um, they're asking Wentz to drop back a lot and some of it is on actually on Carson because they, 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 they get behind and they got to throw uh, fifth most attempts in the national football league drop back 67%. Hmm. That's a lot. Uh, they're not they're not real efficient with a run game, and then obviously a lot of it has to do with with Sanders being hurt. Sanders has had two different injuries this year: the the hamstring strain and now this um, this, knee. Knee, this mysterious knee injury. But that's not good. That uh, they they got to get Sanders going here. And also, the Giants don't have great athletic linebackers. If the weather holds up, get Sanders involved in the screen game. Get Boston Scott, who by the way had the game winner against the Giants uh, on, that, uh, on that wheel route. So they got, they got to do that. We've said all year, we've lamented this thing, man. Where the hell is the screen game? It's got to be there. And I do wonder with Dallas Goddard back for a second game now. You, we, we talked about Dallas. He was uh, against Dallas. He was used far more as an inline blocker. Oh, they ran the ball well against yeah. the Cowboys. He, yeah. he only had one catch. He only had two targets. One was negated by a penalty. I would have to think this is the game where you open it back up and he becomes one of your primary mismatches in the pass game. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, the, the, he absolutely is going to be used more now. Now, let's get into this for move to mm-hmm. defense. It's important because we do it every week. This, to me, is an 11 personnel game. Why? You don't have you don't have Ertz. You don't have to worry about getting him in the game, okay? Richard Rodgers, right. you saw the last game, they were, they were heavy in uh, 11. Not because why? Rager's back, Fulgham, and Ward. Mm-hmm. So you're going to see the same thing. Goddard should be used more as a, as a pass catcher than he was in the last game by far. Uh, also, because well, we'll see how long Lane Johnson lasts if he does indeed play. But with Peters and Samalo expected back, Herbig's entrenched at right guard right now. Kelsey, mm-hmm. of course, and Lane Johnson to start off the game. If all those guys are playing, well, you shouldn't have to have Goddard in as much. So, yeah, absolutely should be catching the ball more. Now, in their first game, uh, Fulgham had six catches – I'm sorry, five catches for 73 yards. It's the only game he didn't have a touchdown. And I believe 40 – or 30 to 40 of those yards came on one play. If you remember, yeah. yep. he was we telestrated it. He was lined up at the Z spot. He kind of ran an out and up route and got behind the coverage. He made it was the, a sluggo. Uh, it was a sluggo, I think. I think it was sluggo. It was – well, he wasn't a slant. He, he, he went from the, to the sideline and then up. Oh, yeah. So almost I, like a reverse I, uh, Yeah, sluggo. it was um, – no, the – god damn it. I remember it was like the – out and up. But there's a there's – a, okay, that particular play, I will know it for Sunday if we talk about it. It almost looks like a wheel. It's just not from the backfield. Right. Actually, Cosell knows it and I know it because someone who graded the tape for me told me what the play was because he knew it mm-hmm. immediately. I, I'm drawing a blank on it. But anyway – well, I bring about, that. Up, I bring up that it yeah. came from the Z spot. Oh, and that great. was his biggest yeah. catch because Bradbury doesn't travel; he stays across the X, if I'm not mistaken. Well, what what Cosell said is that they don't always travel him. Sometimes it, in that game they did not very much. Correct. So it might have been the boundary corner, mm-hmm. but anyway, Fulgham still led them in targets in that game. He had the 40 yard catch and run, which is beautiful. The out and up play, whatever we want to call it for now, and then. Uh, you know, Greg Warden, sh- he scored in that intermediate area. But the big thing in that game was Richard Rodgers. I couldn't believe how well oh, he yeah. played. Yeah, and he probably won't even play in this game. That's so funny. Uh, well, he'll play, but, yeah, well, he he'll play but, I mean, he won't be like – He won't be a factor. In the, he shouldn't be a factor in the pass game, exactly. Right. 
Now, the Giants are beat up at their opposite corner of Bradbury. Aren't they playing um, either a, a, a young Guy kid Dom, named yeah, the Isaac? Kid from, yeah, Denver. They, they, I always call me Isaac Yankum for you wrestling fans. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I can never – I don't know how to – it's either Yaidum or Yaidam, whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's now starting opposite um, Bradbury. They're not very good with their sub, their sub corners. No, that's got to uh, be Logan a, Ryan, uh, our Logan spot Ryan. for Rager. Yeah. yeah, Logan Ryan will move to the slot. Right in, in nickel, I believe. So I, I, Logan Ryan does not. The, the word around the league was the reason why he moved to safety with the Titans doesn't move that well anymore. So the, if the weather holds up, and I have to keep saying this because again, we only you know you have to, it's a factor. So you you have to see if it does. If you protect, I'm taking my shots, and the Eagles now are going to be loaded on offense. This is in one per, and I, I think I mentioned this in another shot. I want to bring it up again because it's important before we move to defense. You know, I had someone who played in the NFL I'm pretty friendly with who listened to our show for the first time, and he, he heard us talking about Wentz. He said, you know what? This guy didn't play quarterback. He said, listen, I could tell you from playing with quarterbacks before. When they know they're shorthanded, sometimes they try to do too much. He said that if Wentz knows he has everything around him, A, he won't have to force it, and B, he'll want to get it to his playmakers. I was like, all right, I'll take that at face value. You know, you play the league. Okay, that's a fair point. How can I say mm-hmm. it's not? So I said, I'll mention it. Thank you. So maybe there's something to that. I, I don't know. Because we're all trying to figure it out. What is wrong with Wentz? He's clearly, everybody agrees on this one. He's trying to do way too much. Things that aren't there, he's trying. So right. we'll see what happens. I, I'm going to add that I think this has the potential to be a pretty good game for Jalen Rager uh, matched up against that Isaac Yadamov or if however. Yadam. Uh, yeah, Yadam. Sorry. Yeah. Isaac yeah. Yadam. Uh, that should be a good matchup where Rager's speed comes into play. So mm-hmm. maybe even a decent fantasy play in a deep league. You know, he might get a 55-yarder uh, you know, in there. I do like Rager for fantasy the rest of the way. In fact, it's funny. I have a big money league I'm in, and I have, like, what do we have, 17 spots. I have three Eagles. But, see, I have Fulgham. Uh-huh. And I've, I picked up Rager. He was out there just to have him because if he starts going off, I want to trade him. Mm-hmm. But, man, no one will take him because he hasn't ended the breakout game yet. So I'm hoping this will be the game so I can move him. We'll see. Like I said, there will be opportunities for him. All right, we will get into the defensive matchup first. It's already started, Adam, but this Sunday will truly be a Sunday like no other with this weekend's major golf tournament, along with both professional and college football. There'll be no shortage of action. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, wants you to put in the wants to put you in the center of the action with so many different ways to make it rain. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate Sunday's action, DraftKings is ensuring all new users are covered up to $100. That's right. You bet they cover with risk-free Sunday betting on all of Sunday's action. This weekend, there's plenty of action to get in on. So head to the app now to start making it rain. And, man, you know, uh, uh, Tiger already, Adam, he's, uh, he's on the prowl. You thought he was left for dead, but he had a really nice opening uh, opening round. Now, my guy Brooks Kepka's got to pick it up a little bit, but uh, and DeChambeau, man, he can't. He he really started off rocky, but then managed to recover. But it's going it, to be it, a heck it, heck of a finish. It is weird though to see golf like a, the, the Masters in, in November. Um, <laughs> it's just I, I'm sorry. I just it's, it's too weird for me. But you know what? I love golf. I you know my, when my father was with us. Um, he loved he loved the Masters, man. We uh, one thing like watch with my father. I, I I do miss I do miss that because we used to play together. You know that's where I started playing golf. Though I'm a tennis guy now at uh, 
the kind of things that I miss, man, that, uh, w- w- and also the being moved to this, it's, it's kind of weird, man, to see these tournaments. Look, hoops were this fall. Uh, baseball was longer. Yep. The NFL season right now, hopefully, hopefully yep. we'll get all the 17 weeks in so we don't have to have the expanded playoff. Yeah, I'm the black sheep of my family. I think I'm the only guy in my family who likes golf. I'm the only one who can actually sit down and watch it for hours. I suck at it. No, I'm, yeah, I, I just I, I get so frustrated with it. You know, it, it's like you against the course. I rather <laughs> yeah, do definitely. Tennis. I, I rather do tennis, quite frankly, because I can. Well, hey, the ball. there may be some, uh, some maybe some wagers you can place on some tennis if there's any going on. Yeah, I mean, DraftKings has yeah, everything right. for you to be able to wager on. So on top of those great sign-up offers. DraftKings will have special promotions and odds boosts every day of this year's tournament in Augusta, Georgia. You know the one we're, we're talking about. DraftKings yep. is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the, dra- the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code ITB when you sign up to get that can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is insuring your Sunday bets up to $100. That's right. You bet, and they cover up to $100. When you use the promo code ITB during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack Casino, risk-free coverage paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, we move on to Eagles defense against the Giants offense. And I feel like we're, we have a similar conversation of, hey, you're healthy here. Your entire defensive yeah. line should be pretty set and ready to go against an offensive line that has really struggled this year. It's getting better. I'll say that. The Giants are doing a better job running the ball, getting Daniel Jones out of the pocket a little bit. But, I mean, this Eagles defensive line should win this match. They should crush them. Uh, I mean, that first game was weird because they shut him down, which you would expect. Then I think it might have been in the third quarter. Was it Goldman who was doing well? Yes, it was. Wayne Goldman. Yeah, it was weird. And he scored. And then, of course, they had the crazy J- Daniel Jones run. I mean, that was an 80-yard run, which is <laughs> when he fell. I, I, I can was... still hear Chariots of Fire in the background. Are you old enough to remember Chariots of Fire? Uh, uh, you'd be surprised. I am old enough. Yeah, very nice. For those of us over 50, we definitely remember it. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, the, they, should, they should eat this game. The Eagles' D-line was good but not great against the Giants. They're healthier. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Hargrave. For the Eagles' sake, we'll take this game to the next level. He's getting there. We've talked about him a lot. Daniel Jones is a very aggressive thrower, and he makes a lot of mistakes. Sometimes he, he throw, he, There are some similarities between he and Wentz, there's no doubt. Wentz is more talented, but both are going through, still going through turnover issues, particularly Jones, though, since he was drafted. The fumbles are a real problem. And, look, they're going to get Will Hernandez back from COVID this week. So that, that'll help him. You know, you, you know it's crazy. T- I, I forgot about this. Tiki Barber was on the Ron Jurski show with he and I. And um, Tiki was talking about it. They, they've, been, they've been rotating on their offensive line with, with um, Hernandez out now. So this Shane Lemieux kid will, will, um, will go to the bench at left guard. But, you know, Andrew Thomas, the word around the league is he's not ready to be their left tackle. It's going to take him a while, but he has to be. They don't have anyone else uh, with uh, Solder's opt-out. So – Jeff, the Eagles, they they got to they got to dominate this from pillar post. They did not the last game. Yeah, I would agree. I, I, I somewhat think that this is a referendum game on the Eagles. You're coming out of the bye. You're as healthy as you can possibly be. You're facing a team that you just saw a couple of weeks ago, so not too many surprises. Uh, you know, like if you don't, I know you're on the road. That's the one thing that you're you're you don't you're not home. Although 
the road is not the, the same yeah, as being on the road any other year no. because there's no not too many fans in the stands. Yeah. I really think that the Eagles have to – look, I'm not saying they have to come out there and win 31-3, to but this is a game where you're kind of looking for them to put up a 7-10 to point win, in my opinion. I think that when healthy, when playing at the level they're supposed to be playing – they should be seven to ten points better than the Giants. They probably were last oh, year. Oh, I agree. Right? I agree. So, yeah. But but I learned my lesson. I picked the Eagles to win big in the last matchup. Mm-hmm. I was way off in that one. Mm-hmm. Just when – see, that's the fun – and plus, when you look at this situation, the Giants are so much better right now. They're really improved. Now, the Eagles historically, going back to Chip Kelly, dominate the Giants usually. Well, they win. Bottom line is they win. Right. right. So, I, the Eagles clearly – matchup their d-line versus the giant o-line it is a matchup that you love but doesn't mean they're going to get it done here mm-hmm. um gates is the kid who's, who, who's their center right now they he's been a little bit of a surprise but again they, they, the eagles should should feast there and if they can they can get some turnovers yeah they should man <laughs> the eagles get turnovers is that possible i know yeah, but be, they uh, could because jones yeah. turns it over all right, so at linebacker, we're going to see Alex Singleton and we're going to see TJ Edwards. And if there's going to be a third linebacker, then we're probably going to see Duke Riley. I don't know yep. if there's going to be any, anything cute coming out of the bye here. Uh, they were asked uh, – who was it? Ken Flajol was asked uh, about <laughs> Davion Taylor during his press conference this week, his Zoom. And, you know, what you got from it is, was uh, I don't expect to see him on, on the field anytime soon unless, unless it's a 30-point – point game in the fourth yeah, he quarter. was a he was a project with incredible athleticism he played very few snaps on defense this is what we told people after the draft i mean nothing's nothing surprised me in fact the only thing that surprised me is he's actually got on the field <laughs> yeah no, against the ravens nonetheless right i know in that incredible play where he tracked the guy down uh but that they knew what they lamar drafted jackson yeah lamar right the, the, yeah everybody knew if you studied his past he's guy you know missed a lot of football in his career Mm-hmm. Uh, do a what, what, odd situation growing up about uh, w- w- uh, when he was allowed to play. But anyway, right. his religion. good kid, hard worker, but he was a project. Mm-hmm. You get him in the offseason, if he's really getting it, you start playing him a nickel next year or dime. You, you start trying to get him on the field a little bit, not only in specials, but see if he could occasionally come in a nickel because he's so fast. Because – it's a nickel game, Jeff. It's no longer a base game. Most teams play nickel majority of the time. Yeah. So that's kind of where that's at. So the Giants are probably going to try to – because they have a very interesting offense, right? Their their best receivers are, are slot receivers, Sterling Shepard and uh, Golden Tate. But they also yep. have Darius Slayton. wouldn't surprise me if they tried to throw a little 10 personnel out there themselves using Ingram as kind of a wide receiver, right? and see if they can get the Eagles to put four corners on the field because they had success throwing at Cravon LeBlanc and, uh, to some extent, Roby Coleman, but more, more LeBlanc because LeBlanc at, at that time was the nickel corner and Roby Coleman had to play on the outside. Now yeah. it's different now. Roby Coleman actually started on the outside in that game. I mean, just, yeah, second, you, second week in a row, I think. I mean, think about it. He's almost a foot taller, Ingram. <laughs> yeah. Think about it's that. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, so you're right. I – Ten personnel is a way to do it. I, I it, Jason Garrett should be doing that. I, I, he needs to be flexible, and I, I would certainly agree with you there. Yeah, so that that's really the only matchup that I think that concerns you, right? And when, for the, for the Eagles, is is guys like Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and Ingram against the interior 
coverage of the Eagles. So we'll see Jalen Mills probably uh, stick Ingram a little bit more. But, you know, Ingram's played better. He did have a, another costly drop against Washington. Um, he also had a great for the most part. Yeah, I was going to say, he, yeah. he's, but he's been playing better yeah. and he had a good Oh, yeah. He's, he, you know what it is? He's been healthy. Right. I'll tell you what, if Barkley was playing in this game, oh, boy, because he would kill these linebackers. I know they're doing better mm-hmm. lately, but he would kill them. Cause, you know, he has killed them in the past, but uh, you, you don't fear these giant running backs. You know, you, you, you love them. You would pray, please come out running. If I'm the Eagles, you would love that. But, you know, Jason Garrett is you know, one of these balanced guys. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll see what his approach is in this game. Um, with Tate back, remember, he had the one-game suspension. Well, they had him inactive. It's really suspension for popping off about getting the football. And good for Joe Jones to do that. You got to Wait, was it a game? Down. Was it a game? Huh? I thought it was just a, a practice that he got. No, no, no. Home. He didn't play last week, dude. He, he didn't uh, I didn't even realize yeah, that. Yeah, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I, it's absolutely the right thing. You've got to hold these guys accountable. Because think about this. If you let mm-hmm. him play after he popped off and his wife popped off about. Um, <laughs> what did his wife say? I missed yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Uh, there was in social media. <laughs> oh, so, okay. So, so they had, Joe Judge was aware of it. Just to refresh the memory for people who didn't see it. He talked about, you know, he mouthed off about. Um, you know, not getting the ball. And Joe Judge, the disciplinary, you know, obviously he coached under Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. And he did the right thing. He ha- you have to set a- your example. You and I know about the George Hegeman story. For people who remember George Hegeman, it's a similar story. George Hegeman popped off about his contract. What did Andy Reid do in 1999? He made George Hegeman after practice push the blocking sled, then he cut him the next day. Yeah, all over the field pushing that blocking. Side. Right, yeah. right, and that's what you do. Or what, it might have been two thousand, whatever it is. You got to set the example for your program in the first year. And Andy was a was a mf man. His first year mm-hmm. was my first year covering the NFL. I didn't really know what I was getting into. I didn't know what I was. I didn't know much, but I just remember how he changed the culture there. And he was a tough sob, but you know, obviously he's a sweetheart of a guy. But yes. nobody knew that because nobody knew anything about him when he came no, here. No, no. And then as, the coordinator. We, as we found out from Jamal Jackson and oh, Trey yeah. Thomas that it wasn't just 99. Like, behind the scenes, he was going to get up in your rear end if you were going to, if you're going to, uh, you know, slack off. He was going to get on your ass. and say, I remember – I've never told this story. This will be very quick. I, there was um, – I won't say the player, but Andy, when he had personnel control, maybe – in the first couple of years, maybe it was 02 is his first year getting it. After Tom Modrak left, he um, he got involved in a contract negotiation. The agent told me he got on the phone and he got real salty. He goes, okay, I want to know right now, are we getting this to bleep done? And and I was like, okay, all right. You know, because he's a Mormon. I don't know if he's got, yeah. you know, and I remember Ike Reese telling me, oh, he could go, he could get after it, man. But, you know, the players would tell us over the years he can do that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember anyway. once having a, a private conversation with him, and he said, "You know, Jeff, I am Irish. I've got an Irish temper." Oh, did he say that? Like, well, that explains it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, big red. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, big red. All right, um, all right. So that's Eagle. I think we've we've gone through the D backs, the linebackers, the D line. So yeah. this is a. Uh, oh, I'm playing Ingram be... for fantasy. I'm playing Ingram all day. I am okay. not playing Darius Slayton. He, they, he, he and Jones have not been on the same page. Jones missed him for two touchdowns against the Bucks. Actually, might have beat. He might have beat the Bucks. We could have hit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not playing Gallman. I don't trust him. We'll see about Devontae Freeman, who's got the ankle injury. He's still not right. It's still not. He's not healthy with it. I like 
I like the Eagles D for fantasy this week. I, I do believe they're getting better. As you said, they're healthier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson Wentz. I'm benching. I have Breeze or Wentz. I'm benching. I, I'm leaning towards benching Wentz this week. I'm not saying he can't do well. And I thought Jeff's right about setting it up. The, the plays are there to be made because their offensive line is going to be back. But A, the weather is a little bit of concern. And again, you check your, your lineups on, um, on Sunday morning and see what the weather, if it's changed. But I don't know that I trust Carson to not turn it over right now. Carson has cornered the market, though, on having like a, a crappy game and finishing yep. with like 250-something yards and two touchdowns and an extra 25 rushing yards. Yep. And- Yep. No, he, for, but the, but you're right. The turnovers, if you got a minus two in minus it, two, yes, exactly. That can be really it is bothering the bleep out of me with the turnovers because it looks bad when you're watching. But he, oh wow, he gave me 22 points today. Oops, minus four turnovers. I only got 17. <laughs> you know that's the problem yeah. that you face right now. All right, the holidays are among us, so make sure you're getting 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com using that promo code ITB. Get your lawnmower, your weed whacker, your crop care kit, your Manscaped refined cologne, your crop cleanser, all of the great stuff, and the crop mop. Don't forget that. All from Manscaped. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use that promo code ITB. Save yourself a lot of money over the holidays. Lord knows we're all going to need to do that. All right. Uh, time for our favorite segment here, the prediction where you and I, uh, you know, fall all over ourselves trying to figure out how this game is going to go. Adam, DraftKings, right now our friends at DraftKings have the Eagles as three-point favorites. However, they feel it's going to be a somewhat low-scoring game so do with I. a total of 44-and-a-half. And I'll tell you one number that jumps out at me also. You know, if you're like a skeptic and you just don't believe in the Eagles – and you know the Giants were this close to winning that game last week. The Giants are plus 150 on the money line, so you can really double up your money pretty well there if you're feeling confident that the Giants are going to win. Yeah, so I have it low scoring. I have mm-hmm. it Eagles 20, the Gents 17. Eagles 20, Giants 17. All right, that is a low scoring game. So you would take the under. Yeah, I, I don't – yeah, I just – I'm not – if we had normal conditions, if, if I knew the weather would be clear and Wentz been playing well, I think the Eagles could put up 30 points or more against this team. Mm-hmm. I learned my lesson the last game. Until Carson plays a clean game from beginning to end, you just can't feel confident that the offense is going to take off, despite they could have a Super Bowl offense. But until the quarterback plays like it, and this, this one ex-player told me, I thought, you know, as I said earlier, maybe he relaxes more. He doesn't think he has to do everything, just process let the offense work for it because they, I like their game plan against Dallas. They just didn't execute very well. I like the mm-hmm. pre-snap motion. We're going to get into some of the motion numbers on Sunday. We got some good stats for you. But mm-hmm. overall, Jeff, just to finish this off, at least where I'm at with this thing, they'll be good enough to win, but I don't trust their offense yet because Wentz has not played at that elite level or even close to it yet. I am exactly where you are. Not, I mean, like philosophically, where I have talked myself in this podcast into really thinking – the Eagles should come out winning this game by seven to 10 points because I think with all their health and and coming off the bye and being rested, they have an opportunity to really turn a corner here, but I'm not predicting that kind of score. And I've just to remind people I had last game, I predicted the giants to win 21 to 16. And I think the score 21, 20, 
was yeah. twenty. No, it was twenty-one fifteen until the Boston Scott touchdown. And then yes. it was twenty-two twenty-one. But I was yeah. I was very very close to hitting that thing on the head. And it's so many. It's funny because I had people ripping me on social media for picking the Giants and how can <laughs> I? And I can't get. And by the way, you can't ever win because there there are so many times I pick the Eagles. And they lose, and people are like, "What's wrong with you? Why are you such a homer?" I'm not a homer. I'm just. Oh, I love that. I know. I love no, that. I thought the Eagles were going to win. So, so people <laughs> got on got on me on on uh, Twitter about I wouldn't criticize Wentz. I'm like, so the one dude, I are uh, they listening the, to our podcast? I, I, I know. Saw and that. I said to the dude, I said, "Do you listen to our show?" He goes, "Yeah." You guys, you net because you in particular never criticize. I'm like, "Oh my god, dude, I can't take it." Uh, that's mind boggling to me. <laughs> I'm like, "What are you? What What are you talking?" I was like, <laughs> yeah, "If I got a list, been so hard on him." I mean, I've, I, I mean, I feel almost feel bad, but it's our job to point out, A, what we're told, and B, what, what our eyes tell us, and B, what we know about the quarterback position, which is a lot. This right. year we even talk about more than ever because Wentz has struggled. I mean, yeah. We all see it. It's our job to say it. I mean, I, I mean you know, we're, yeah. we're not going to yeah. go, he sucks. We're not children here, folks. We're, we're truth tellers. Yeah. And that's it. I, I can't tell you how many times I've discussed that, that stretch of four games against Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona, and even throw Cleveland in there. They're decent. And said that's going to be a whole lot. That, that, I couldn't see the Eagles maybe only winning one of those games. Well, and- Cleveland's defense <laughs> is so feast or famine. They're going to have a chance because they 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 have one good corner, Denzel Ward. The other kid, uh, the other kids on Greedy IR. Williams. So yeah. Yeah, 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 Greedy Williams. So they're going to have a chance. Mm-hmm. And plus, for the Eagles' sake, it's good that uh, Chubb's going to come back either this week or next week. Good for the Eagles' sake. The Eagles have a good run defense. It's right. that stretch of games against Green Bay, Seattle, New Orleans. Oh my God! Oh my mm-hmm. God! I, I don't know. But you never know. If the quarterback writes himself and knock on wood for the Eagles' sake, if they all these players are coming back to stay healthy, who knows? Right, right. So here's what I have as a score. Yep. And I'll tell you what I have, and then I'll tell you what's going to happen. I have the Eagles winning 27 to 20. All right? You're always high, dude. You're always higher. Always high. Well, yeah, but I, you got to admit, for me, 47 is not very high for an NFL well, game. Well, how, how with the way that the Giants' offense has struggled, yeah. How could you 20, feel like they could score over 20? I just, you know, I don't see it. Yeah, 20 points is fair. And I think 27 is fair for the Eagles. It's not like I'm giving them 34. No, but if I knew, like again, if, if if I knew that Carson was was in the right frame of mind in terms of playing the game, executing mm-hmm. the right way as he should be, instead of trying to force everything, let let the passing targets play for you, man. They're all there now. They're all going to be healthy. They don't right. need Deshaun Jackson to score 30 points a game. they got so much talent on offense right now. With Sanders coming back, Rager, Goddard, it's all there, man. I mean, right. You know, it's all there. Just do it. So, so, so I'm picking the Eagles to win 27, 20. What's going to happen is the Eagles are going to be winning 27, 20 with maybe a minute and a half left in the fourth. And then the giants are going to drive the field and score a touchdown and make it 27, 26. They're going to go for two and they're going to get it to win 28. Oh, they get basically it. basically oh. the reverse of what I picked last time when I had the Eagles, yeah. uh, the Giants winning by, by almost a touchdown, and then they were, and then the Eagles came back and sunk me. So that's what, right. that's what seems to happen. No, I have the Eagles see. winning 27-20. We shall see, right. but it's going to be a fun ride this second half. This starts the second half of this game, and uh, we look forward to – watch us on Sunday. Uh, if you can't get to Goose Island Brewery, Brewhouse, watch us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter – uh, Cosell and Trey Thomas are phenomenal. Uh, Jeff just told us about that video. We're going to have a video breakdown from Dan Hatman. Is it Dan Hatman's company? Uh, well, the company is called Leverage Studios. I mean, okay. Dan's a part of it, but yeah. Okay. We Leverage appreciate Studios that. And do a great have, job. We, we always have scoops on Sunday where we're, we, we don't, we don't, I don't hint anything on Twitter. I mean, I gave out the Sanders stuff on, on, uh, in, in the, uh, 
who the hell's the other players coming back? Oh, the uh, Samala stuff, but on our show. But I'll give. I'll, we're gonna have some stuff about some kind of things you might see that are a little different. Mm-hmm. And this is gonna be fun, man. This is this is gonna be a great stretch. And it's the first time in I don't know how many years that the Eagles added by right dab smack in the middle. That's right. All right. The next time you'll hear from us will be six a.m. Monday as we'll have the uh, game recap podcast for you. Hope everybody enjoys the weekend. That's gonna do it for Inside the Birds, the leading podcast in Eagles Intel. Big thanks to our producer, Hunter Brody. Check him out on YouTube. His channel is called Sports Talk with Broads. Check him out on Twitter, at Broads81. And as always, we... If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.